As a type A Enneagram 3, typical oldest child and recovered people pleaser, I had always found validation in striving for perfection, in being the best, but the best according to someone else's standards or expectations. And then one day, I realized I was seeking validation from everyone but myself. How crazy is that? And thus, in 2014, began my true pursuit of self-development, and not for anyone else's sake but my own. I grew by leaps and bounds through my yoga teacher training and my health coaching training, and all that while, I listened to all the podcasts and read all the books I could get my hands on. And that's when, in May 2018, I was listening to Christy Wright's Business Boutique podcast, and her guest that week was none other but Rachel Hollis. This was my first introduction to Rachel, and to say that she's helped me pivot my life in the direction of my dreams would be a vast understatement. She's inspired and motivated me to be audacious without seeking approval or permission from anyone else, just for the sake of it being in my heart and having the desire to see it through. So this week, we're diving into our first of many book reports, because after all, I am still a book nerd at heart, and it's only fitting to start with a book that's given me the grit and gumption to call my shot and play all out. So grab a cup of coffee, and let's go. Welcome to the Live by Design podcast. I'm your host, Kate House. Join me each week as we come together as a community, sharing how we strive to live each day with intention with a special focus on cultivating joy and practicing gratitude. Together, let's live by design, not default. Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to rate the podcast. I'd love to feature your reviews in a future episode. So if you're finding that the show adds quality to your day, I'd be so appreciative if you take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe to the show right now. And as a thank you, if your review is read aloud in a future episode, your next cup of coffee is on me. And a giant thank you goes out this week to Lukia M for being our featured review on Apple Podcasts. She says, I happen to know Kate House personally, and I can tell you that she exudes pure joy upon meeting her. Her podcast is exactly what we need in these uncertain and topsy-turvy times. I look forward to Kate's message each week. Subscribe. You won't be disappointed. (laughs) And friends, even though I do personally know Lukia, I promise I didn't tell her to say this. (laughs) So thank you, Lukia. I really appreciate your heartfelt and sincere review of the podcast. And we've actually already connected. So your next cup of joe is on me. All right, friends, let's hop right into today's conversation. Welcome to our first ever book report. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I always loved when our assignment was to do a book report. There's nothing I enjoy more than picking a book and reading about it and then sharing it with other people. If you've ever been a health coaching client of mine, you know that this is true because I am constantly recommending books to clients that I think might speak to them in a certain way. Fast forward to being an adult. And I still love reading. I'm like a total book nerd. And I read a lot of books in physical copy. And I also listen to a lot of books on Audible because in the season of life that I'm in, listening to a book is a lot easier. And I don't always have the time to sit down and to read, but I can listen to a book while I push the kids in the stroller or while we go for an afternoon drive just to get out of the house and leave the neighborhood for a little while. Even if we don't stop anywhere, we just go for drives. And so that's why I enjoy podcasts and that's why I enjoy listening to books on tape. But when I know that there's a book 
that I want to read, that I want to take tangible tips from, and I want to return to time and time again, I always make it a priority to read it in actual physical copy. And that's because I annotate like crazy. It's like I'm reading this book for a class, like I'm going to actually write a book report on it. But I just know that that's how I'll retain the information best. And so this week, I thought for our very first book report, (laughs) I should dive into one of the first self-development books that I read that really made an impact in my own life. And so right now I'm sitting here with a copy of Rachel Hollis's Girl Stop Apologizing on my lap. And and I know it was good because there are asterisks everywhere and sections bracketed off and items underlined and highlighted. And that's how I know that there was a lot that I took from a book because the entire thing is just covered in my notes and my scribbles. And if I lent you this book, most of this would probably make no sense to you. You would read what I wrote in the margins and be like, what the heck is Kate talking about? But what's important is that it means something to me. So to set the stage for this book, I thought I would just read to you the description of it from the inside cover. It says, Rachel Hollis has seen it too often, women not living into their full potential. They feel a tugging on their hearts for something more, but they're afraid of embarrassment, of falling short of perfection, of not being enough. In Girl Stop Apologizing, number one New York Times bestselling author and founder of a multi-million dollar media company, Rachel Hollis sounds a wake-up call. She knows that many women have been taught to define themselves in light of other people, whether as wife, mother, daughter, or employee instead of learning how to own who they are and what they want. With a challenge to women everywhere to stop talking themselves out of their dreams, Hollis identifies the excuses to let go of, the behaviors to adopt, and the skills to acquire on the path to growth, confidence, and believing in yourself. And there are just so many things that I took from this book. One example is she goes pretty in-depth about how we as women oftentimes, and this might happen for men too, but I'm a woman, so (laughs) I can only speak from my experience, but we will define our worth by our relationships. So I am worthy because, insert here, I'm a good wife, I'm a good mom, whatever the case might be. And yes, it is inherently good (laughs) to have a good relationship with your spouse and to be a present and a kind and a patient parent, but Your worth is not necessarily derived from those things. At least for me personally, I find a lot of value in my relationships, but I also know that if I don't follow the calling on my heart, and for me right now in this season, that's doing this podcast and talking to you right now and coaching my health coaching clients and building a business that can impact others and do some good in the world. If I don't follow those dreams and that that tugging that I feel, then I'm not going to be able to show up for the people in my life in the way that I want to because I won't be fully realizing and pursuing my passions, if that makes any sense. My goals and my dreams are worthy just by the fact that I have them. They don't need to be approved of by anybody else. And that is what I really took from this book. In my own life, I was a very obedient child, very well-mannered, and like I said in the intro of this episode, always a very high achiever, and I found a lot of validation in doing well, whether it was in academics or in sports. I always found that validation through 
somebody else telling me that I was successful. So in getting the good grade and scoring the goal or whatever the case might be. And then as I came into adulthood, I found a lot of validation in my work and doing well at that. And the problem became when I was really good at my work, but it wasn't fulfilling the desires of my heart. And at a certain point, I had to learn that what I want and what I have to offer the world is of value. And in making the jump to being an entrepreneur, there was nobody telling me, A plus, <laughs> way to go. It was just me believing in myself and believing in my dreams and knowing that I have something of value to share. And even in starting this podcast, this is a lesson that I'm continuing to learn and continuing to remind myself as I move forward. When I first suggested the idea of this podcast to Dennis, to my husband, he was supportive, but maybe not super excited by it in the same way that I was. And that was because to his credit, I hadn't, I hadn't explained to him the full vision that this is just a spoke on a wheel that is my greater dream. And the lack of enthusiasm that I felt from him initially made me question the validity of doing it at all, which is crazy because I know in my heart that this is something that I want to do and that I should do. I just, I have this sense, this intuition that this is right. And I questioned that because I gave somebody else the power to say no, or maybe not now, or whatever the case might be. And that's not fair to the other people in your life, and it's certainly not fair to yourself. You have to stop seeking permission to do the things that you want to do. Now, I'm not saying, like, go out and sell everything you own and put your family at risk financially to, you know, become a butterfly hunter. Like, I'm not saying do that. <laughs> but what I do want you to do is acknowledge the thing that is on your heart that you want to do and don't ask permission to do it. Find a way to make it happen smartly, responsibly, but don't let anybody else question if you should do it because in so facto of you wanting to do it makes it something of value. And that brings me to the section of the book that I wanted to read for you. So I'm just going to read for you one paragraph that really spoke to me and I hope would encourage you to read the book as well. This is early on in the book, still in the introduction. <laughs> I've already annotated so many sections already, so you know that it's good when I already have this many notes and I'm only on page like eight. <laughs> but Rachel says, whatever the dream, it's yours, not mine. You don't have to give any justification because as long as you're not asking anyone to give you approval, then you don't need anyone to give you permission. In fact, when you understand that you don't have to justify your dreams to anyone else for any reason, that's the day you truly begin to step into who you are meant to be. I don't mean that you go around middle fingers up like a Beyonce song. I don't mean that you turn bitter and rude and shove your goals into other people's faces to prove a point. I mean that you focus in on the dream you have, you do the work, you put in the hours, and you stop feeling guilty about it. And for anyone out there who's ever felt guilty for wanting to pursue their goals, I think that this book will really speak to you. I know I certainly 
am in a season of life where it might not seem on the outside to be the best time to start a podcast and to be launching my business and to be pursuing these goals and these dreams because I have a two-year-old and I have a one-year-old. We're in the middle of a pandemic and life is just a little topsy-turvy right now. But if not now, when? Right? And it's funny because I think back to a conversation I had with a dear friend when we were thinking about starting a family and I kept telling her like, oh, I think we're going to do it in a few years when we have X, Y, and Z all lined up and then, you know, it'll be easier to have kids. And she just looked at me and said, there's no good time to have children. (laughs) And she has three kids. So she didn't mean this from an unkind place. She meant this from a place of just fact that kids are going to change your life fundamentally and forever. And it is totally worth it. And it's incredible. And it is hard. And it is fulfilling. And I would do it all over again to have our boys. But she is absolutely right. There's no good time to have children (laughs) because it's hard. And it changes everything. And that's kind of how I feel about goals. And I feel like that's what this book really spoke to as well is that there is no ideal time to do anything because what if you wait and the moment never arrives and you see somebody else pursue the dream that was on your heart and you forever are wondering if you could have done it or if you should have done it. And man, I would rather fail spectacularly than never try at all because then at least I know that I tried and then I can fail forward and apply what I learn to a future situation and do better the next time. But If you never get the guts or the gumption to just start, you're never going to know. You're just, God, that would suck. (laughs) And I don't want that for you. And that is something that I learned through this book is that you have to stop asking permission to go after your goals. You have to say, this is who I am and this is what I want to do. And no, the timing might not be perfect, but this is something that's important to me. And for that reason, I'm going to make it a priority. Did you know that I now offer a weekly newsletter? (laughs) It's true. All the love, encouragement, and joy from each new podcast episode gets delivered directly to you, including links to that week's full-length and mini-meditation episodes, resources mentioned during the podcast, and even some extra inspiration to boot. I'll drop a link below in the show notes, or you can pop over to MissGateHouse.com slash newsletter to subscribe today. That's M-S- K-A-T-E-H-O-U-S-E dot com slash newsletter. See you in your inbox. And on that note, I thought I would end our very first book report with one last paragraph from Girl Stop Apologizing. Rachel says, If I could tell you anything, if I could convince you to believe it, it's that you were made for more. You are made to have the dreams you're afraid of having. You are made to do the things you don't think you're qualified for. You were made to be a leader. You were made to contribute. You were made to make changes for good, both in your local community and the world at large. You are made to be more than you are today. And this is the important part. Your version of more might not look like my more or hers. And I just love that call to action the call to stop comparing yourself to other people, to stop asking for permission, and to just be unabashedly who you are. And I don't know about you, but I remember just 
always wanting to fit in, to not stand out. And that comes from a number of different places. But even though I was high achieving and wanting to get, you know, A pluses and be the first and the best at everything, I also didn't want to stand out for any reason that made me unique or different. And that's something that I think Rachel speaks to in the book really well is that what makes you unique and what makes you different is your secret sauce. It's the thing that makes you special. It's the thing that is on your heart to do, to be, to reach for is unique to you. And you have to stop comparing yourself. I I talked about this in a previous episode, that comparison is the thief of joy. You have to stop comparing yourself to other people in your own life, on the internet, because it's going to rob you of your joy. (laughs) It's going to take away that excitement you have and the zeal you have. And to wrap up this conversation, that reminds me of something I heard Rachel say in that very first podcast episode that I heard her on, on Christy Wright's Business Boutique podcast. And she, she, she said this line that really struck me. She said, don't compare my middle to your beginning. Like, wow. <laughs> like, right? <laughs> like, don't look at somebody who is 10 steps ahead of you, somebody who is 20 steps ahead of you, somebody who is years down the road farther along than you because you're just beginning whatever it is that you're beginning whether it's a career or a relationship or a business or a passion project or a hobby there are always going to be people who are farther along the road than you and that's amazing those are the people that inspire you that you should look towards for guidance and encouragement and inspiration but i don't want you to look outside of yourself for permission to do that thing And I don't want you to not start because somebody else is already doing it. Because here's a secret. Somebody else is already doing probably pretty much everything. But nobody can do it like you can because you are unique. And what makes you different is what makes you special. And I don't think we're told that enough in life. And I don't think that we're told that enough in the world because we're made to think and feel like we need to be homogenous. That being quirky or being unique in some way is bad. (laughs) And I'm here to tell you that that is the thing. That's like your secret weapon. That's what makes you so incredibly and perfectly poised to do the thing that is on your heart. So friends, if you take anything away from this conversation, I hope it's that you want to read this book. (laughs) And I hope it's that you'll stop looking for validation and permission to do things that you want to do because it has value just because you want to do it. So for our challenge corner this week, I want to encourage you to read Girls Stop Apologizing, or even better, give it a listen, because Rachel narrates her own books on Audible, and they are so good. I personally really like when authors read their own work, and one day, I'm going to do the same. (laughs) And if you don't want to spend the money on a book, there are a few free options. So the first is to get a copy from your local library. I know ours has recently started doing contact-free pickups and drop-offs of books, so that could be an option. Number two would be to listen to Rachel's Rise podcast. And episode 72 is the one where she details the entire Start Today journal process. So if you're a new listener of hers, that would be a really good place to start. And three. Continue to fill your life with people and messages that inspire and encourage you. I've said it before and I will say it again. 
you have to guard your mind. <laughs> you have to be purposeful about what you let in. So if Rachel doesn't resonate with you, that's fine. Go out and find somebody else that does and keep learning and keep growing. And once you take that action this week, tag me on Instagram at live by design podcast so we can all be inspired by one another. And so I can share your updates and what you're doing with our community in a future podcast episode. Well, friends, it's time for Joyful Corner, my chance each week to share with you something that's brought me joy or that I'm grateful for experiencing, so we can all learn to celebrate the good, big or small, in each and every day. In previous episodes, I've mentioned the IIN Circle of Life exercise, and it's because it's such an incredible tool that helps you identify the areas of your life that need a little extra love and attention. It was after doing this exercise in preparation for crafting my 2016 vision board that I realized my home environment section was looking a little out of balance. At that time, I hadn't yet invested much time, energy, or finances into making our house feel like a home, and I was starting to feel that. So I decided to start with something small and grow from there. And boy, did I. (laughs) I started with sprinkling spider plants throughout our home, And once I kept those alive for a while, I branched out into other easy-to-keep-alive plants. After all, the whole exercise is to bring joy into our home, not be sad that I killed yet another plant. (laughs) Fast forward to 2020, and when I do my weekly plant watering, I care for 21 plants. Some of these are plants I've propagated, like my pothos. Pothos? I don't know, you tell me which I bought as clippings off of Facebook Marketplace. I propagated the original clippings in water, transferred them to soil once they rooted, and have created four more plants from this original plant. I find a lot of joy in keeping my plant babies alive, searching for new ones to bring home, and Dennis laughs every time I find a new one for the house because we're starting to run out of space for them. Or so he thinks. And I especially enjoy sharing my love of nature and the joy of tending for plants with our boys. Dex always helps me on watering days, and he likes to tell me all about the groots, not to be confused with roots, and how they drink water and help the plant grow bigger, 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 just like Dexter. It's adorable. I'll add a few pics of Dex with our plants to the show notes over at MissGateHouse.com slash podcast, which I'll also link to below in the show description, as well as a resource of my favorite easy-to-care-for plants. And this week's Joyful Corner listener voicemail is brought to you by my friend Ashley. And I have to say, I think Ash and I were sharing a brainwave this week because I hadn't shared with her what this episode would be about. And her Joyful Corner voicemail literally couldn't be any more perfect in relation to this week's book report. So here she is. Hi friends. Thank you for letting me be a part of this joyful corner this week. My name's Ashley, and I wanted to take some time to share with you something that has brought me joy. You may have heard in Kate's past podcasts about her start today journal. I started to keep a start today journal back in October for Rachel Hollis's last 90 days challenge. It was all about ending your year as strong as you hope to kick it off for 2020. In the journal, I wrote down five things I was grateful for and 10 dreams I wanted to make happen. It was an amazing practice that helped keep me centered through those last three months of the year. I continued the practice into 2020, but I have to be honest, during the last couple of months, I got into a rut and wasn't doing the daily practice. It's been a hard season, but thinking back, that's when I needed this practice most. 
This past month, I dove back in after listening to Kate's podcast and started writing in the journal again, and what a difference it has made for my mindset. It brings to light all the things that I'm grateful for, no matter how small. You wouldn't believe how many times I wrote that I'm thankful for a nice coffee, a morning workout, my fiance picking up groceries, or even snuggles with my golden retriever. I've learned that happiness is a choice and you can choose to be happy and find joy in every single day. Thank you again, Ashley, for taking the time to share with us. Your kindness and openness and joy is what this corner of the pod is all about. And friends, if you too feel led to share in a future joyful corner, then I'd love to hear from you. Record a voice memo on your phone and email it over to me at kate at misskatehouse.com so we can continue to spread gratitude and joy together. Thanks so much for joining me this week, friends, and be sure to tune in this Thursday for our mini meditation episode centered around pursuing the passions of your heart with no permission needed from anyone other than yourself. Because after all, you, sweet friend, are incredible. And I'll keep reminding you of that week after week. So until then, spread some joy, make someone smile. Hey friends, one final thought for you today. In light of the public health emergency we find ourselves in, many of you, like myself, might be planning to vote by mail in order to ensure your health and safety. Because of this, you'll need to pay close attention to deadlines and when your vote needs to be postmarked by in order to be counted. Please choose to live by design, not default, this fall, and take just 10 minutes today to decide on if you're voting in person or via an absentee ballot. Visit vote.org to register to vote, request an absentee ballot, or find your polling place. This election is too important to miss on accident. Be intentional with your vote and how and when you cast it. Make a plan and execute it. Can you say, go vote? Mm. Dexter, if you say, go vote, I'll get you a piece of chocolate. Mm, Go vote! (laughs) Ha ha ha!